For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 131 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And, uh, New Year. Same damn-ass goofy podcast. Gonna talk to you about some Star Wars today. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't realize, that's what we were about. I don't know, if you thought this was like a blueberry farming podcast or something? like, Which I would probably still listen to anyway. You know, I'd maybe give one episode a spin. I don't know that I'd subscribe. <laughs> Blueberry farming. <laughs> anyway, guys. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into the business. Fuck it. You can like mm. us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us your questions and voice messages at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have two, that's right, two new shirts available in our Tee Public store. We have the Mail Away Monday shirt by our good buddy Evan DeCellis. It's a take on the classic Boba Fett Mail Away from the vintage Kenner line. Um, I'm sure I don't have to do this because our listeners are such intelligent and wonderful people, but I ain't really going to send you a Kia D Monday. If you get the shirt and download four podcasts, like that's a joke. But just to be clear, I wish I could send you all a Kia D Monday figure. I really do. But I ain't got that kind of scratch. But if you like the design, you should get the shirt. And we right. also have the damn ass shirt by our good buddy Darth Pizza. So if you, you want a shirt that supports the podcast that says damn and ass on it, then get your damn ass over to the damn ass <laughs> store and get that damn ass shirt. Oh. Perfect. And uh, guys, uh, as of when this is going up, uh, they'll still be on sale for a couple of days. So if you want to get it for a few bucks off, uh, you can. And Public does very regular sales on their shirts. So um, just keep an eye out and uh, get it for a few bucks off. And uh, we appreciate it if you check them out even. There's stickers and mugs and all that kind of stuff. Um we are part of 
the best damn ass podcast network in the galaxy, the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. And we are glad to stand shoulder to shoulder. Well, me like Will is shoulder to shoulder. I'm more like shoulder to hip or something because I always be sitting down. Connected. But spiritually, shoulder to shoulder with such titans of Star Wars podcasting as Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Sith List, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold. So that's the business now. How was your uh, How was your New Year's, buddy? It was good. It was good. Right I on. spent it with family. Uh, I stayed up to watch the ball drop, had a drink and a kiss, and I went to bed. It was good. It was good. Good night. Right on. Um, mine was fairly uneventful. Jesse was working. Working on New Year's Eve sucks, I'm sure. Yeah, um, it does. So uh, at the stroke of midnight, I was sitting on my couch by my lonesome playing some video games. Jesse got home a little after midnight and she was talking all this shit like, ooh, we're going to have a mountain time New Year's. We're going to celebrate on mountain time. We'll have a couple cocktails. You don't have to get up early in the morning. Let's stay up real late. And That's kind of like, cool. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm down to stay up real late. She got home, mixed up a couple of cocktails, took like two sips of hers, and five minutes later was asleep on the couch. No. Happy New Year. Oh, no. That's funny. And then uh, Monday, I just sort of had the day off work, so I just sort of chilled around the house, played a little video games, hung out with Jesse. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> I don't know that I'm really into the idea of going out on New Year's Eve with all the craziness anymore. I've it's, done it a few times. It can be fun. There's also, It's fun to do sometimes. This one would have been a cold one. Yeah, and there's also just so many drunk assholes and everything smells like champagne and desperation. But that's... Uh, it's not always bad out, but it can be. It can be. I, the last time I went out for New Year's, to well, uh, to out to a bar or something, was like maybe the first year Jesse and I were dating. We've been to New Year's parties and stuff since then, but like out to a bar, it was the first year Jesse and I were dating. Our terrible former roommate, Will, went with us. So you know how good of a time that ended up being. Yeah. And that dude had just gotten dumped by his girlfriend because she was a smart lady. So uh, just imagine, just imagine what a barrel of laughs that whole evening was. Yeah, I can imagine. Anyway, um, what do we got to talk about this week with Star Wars? Got some little things here and there. Uh, You know, I'm sure nobody's expecting huge news this week. Um. Ron Howard posted up a, a little behind-the-scenes photo from the Solo movie, from Solo, A Star Wars Story, on New Year's Day. Looks like probably Han Solo, his hands on the wheel of some sort of speeder or race car or something, and, you know, just sort of hyping up that we're only just a few months away from Solo. It's crazy. I'm excited. I mean, I can't wait. I want to see it really bad. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be better than people are expecting. I think so too. I 
it's weird. Like, I was never, like, against the movie. I know there's been a lot of people that are just sort of against it on principle or, or didn't really I care t- about it. I think it. I said way back in the day that I was scared because it was Han Solo. <laughs> oh, you know, I, that's... I, I still have that. I still have that nervousness about it. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But as soon as The Last Jedi came out and I was able to process that and get that through my system, coursing through my veins, like, I found myself very, very excited about uh, Han Solo. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and I, I hope, uh, you know, I hope it's well-received and stuff. Um, I'm sure that it will be. You know. There's always lots of hype for nothing. Uh, you, you you say you're sure it will be, but, you know, Star Wars fans can be a fickle bunch. As we've seen yeah. very lately. Very fickle bunch. They are a fickle bunch, but the things that the things that we've had to accept in the past are no you know, worse or better than any of the stuff that's coming in the future. Like, it's just all, open your fucking mind and everything is going to be okay. If you're upset about some shit. Like, open your third eye to Star yeah. Wars with the Blue Harvest Podcast. It's all going to be great. I know you may not be happy at the moment, but there had to be new life and new direction and everything is going to be awesome. Yeah, I just hope it's, it's you know, <laughs> I hope, uh, my nervousness and, you know, my slight fears going into it are unjustified. And it's just a good, fun Star Wars ride, you know? I mean, it's got, what, Donald Glover as <laughs> yeah. Lando Calrissian? That's, that in itself is going to be kick-ass. That's the most exciting thing about, about this one to me is Donald Glover as Lando. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh by the way, things from, you know, last week we kind of talked about that image that leaked, right? Yeah. Uh, thing, more more cracks are starting to show and little things are leaking out. I saw a couple of Lego minifigures, one for like a new type of stormtrooper. Apparently there's going to be like a, a range trooper is what he's called. Oh, wow. Looks pretty neat. Um, some Lego sets, not the full sets, but like their names. Yeah, Uh, and I believe like obviously it's the Han Solo movie there's going to be a Millennium Falcon Lego Uh, I mean that's is we're four months away right five months away yeah about five months Eh, okay four and a half something like that Um, but apparently the Lego set name for this one is the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon once again, that makes me think the Kessel Run's going to be in this movie. Well, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a given. Considering a few months back, Ron Howard tweeted one of his behind-the-scenes photos of what looked like sort of a mine area and said "spicy," like the the caption said "spicy." So it only makes sense to me that we will in fact see the Kessel Run. I mean, it's kind of a given at this point, especially with the name of the Lego set. So. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I don't, I don't know that I'll pick up, um, the Millennium Falcon Lego set, but if they do a really cool sort of Hasbro Falcon, I'll pick it up. Um, yeah, I wasn't That'd be a, so fucking cool. I wasn't a huge fan of the last one that di- they did, the one they did for the force awakens. Uh, it seemed a little too squatty 
it had like the goofy nerf integration into it which that oh, was no. was like the least the thing that bothered me the least was the nerf cannon because like you don't have to pop that thing out it just didn't look quite right so i never ended up picking it up but if they do a, a one that's a little better and especially if it has like that what looks like a little cargo thing that snaps into the front or whatever yeah i could i definitely be talked to talked into getting that because i do enjoy the hasbro vehicles quite a bit um did you hear this story about christian bale was apparently up for a role in the solo movie no really yeah, he, he came out and said, and apparently he was up for the role that Woody Harrelson ended up getting. I see. What do you think about, what would you, what do you, what are your feelings on possibly having, like, obviously he's not in Solo, but what are your thoughts on Christian Bale being in a Star Wars movie? Obviously Christian Bale, he's a good actor. I'm not sure... You know, his acting in Fran- in like superhero fantastical franchises aren't as good as his like serious dramatical roles, I feel. Okay. Like he's I feel like he's still good. I feel like Christian Bale was good Batman. But I don't know. I just know so much about him as a person, I it's hard to <laughs> separate <laughs> some of that out. You're talking about the douchey meltdown that he had on the set of Ter- Terminator, right? I had the right. same reaction when I was talking to Johnny about it on Rogue One this week. Like that whole, it's was it good? Was it good? Well, yeah. now it's fucking useless. Oh, yeah, it's so hard to forget him being such a whiny little douche when you know about these actors and people being dicks, like. You know, and and using their power to take advantage of people, like obviously, you know, it's hard to accept because you want to like some of these people, but then you're just like, I can't, I can't like you, I can't support what you do. So you know, story know. of my 2017, dude. <laughs> right, right. Um. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad they did it. I'm. I'm glad it's Woody Harrelson. Yeah, me too. I, I'm. Just, I relate more to him. And I know Christian Bell may be a better actor. Like I don't know that. I'm not trying to hurt Woody Harrelson's feelings, but Woody Harrelson's pretty good. He's been around a minute, and he's pretty chill. And I just got. I this, relate to him. I just got this fucking mental image of Woody sitting on like his ten thousand ten thousand dollar leather couch, watching his big giant projector in his cinema room, smoking a giant joint, a joint the size of my arm, and then yep. like he hears hears that on the podcast, being like, oh, I ain't trying, you know probably a better actor than Woody Harrelson and just being like oh man that sucks not no. that Woody Harrelson would listen to our podcast right just I just imagine poor sad Woody because that's not what I'm trying to say like what I'm saying is I'm glad did you see that- did you see True Detective the first season no with I him haven't. and Matthew McConaughey no Woody Harrelson I- ate the booty like groceries in that series there mm-hmm. was a graphic booty eating scene in that Mm. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. I'm I'm phased. <coughs> he was up in it, son. He was up in it like I would be mm. in a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch it's right so now. So unfortunate. I don't feel like I need to know anymore, but I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a really good show. You should watch it. That first season, at <laughs> least. That second season was a doo doo. 
Speaking of watching stuff, did you give Black Mirror a try after my recommendation last week? That fucked up season four, episode one. Is that what you're talking about? With the, the that's sort of like a take on Star Trek. Yeah, that shit is fucked up. It was good that's though, right? Up. It was good. I mean, it was real good. The, the end of I watched it last night actually. I was like, I'm gonna watch this and then I'll go to bed. And at the end of that, I was like, man, I gotta go to bed. But that's fucked up. Like, that's a lot to think about. Like, it's awesome. Have you? Was that your first episode of Black Mirror? To yeah, ever watch? Oh, yeah. you got to go back and watch the rest of the series. Ninety to ninety-five percent of them are fucked up, but every now and then they throw you a little less fucked up one, one that's kind of happy, kind of. There's one called San Junipero that's kind of happy. There's one called um, Hang the DJ um, from this newest season that's kind of happy. So you should check it out. It's a it's a really good series. We finished the newest season last night, and I almost went back. Like as soon as it was over, I almost went back to the start of season one, and and rewatched the whole thing. So I need to start at season one, not at season four. No, watch it because they don't. It's an anthology series, so you can watch it really in whatever order you want. I would say I, get it. I would say kind of wait until you've seen everything to watch the last episode of season four. Because there is some weird little ties to other episodes in that one that you may not catch um, unless you've seen the rest of them. I'll start from the beginning. I mean, it's, it ain't nothing to me to start from the beginning. <laughs> it ain't nothing for me to start from the beginning of a series. And, you know, short seasons. Like six episodes a season or some shit like that? I can't remember. Right, right. So it's not like you're in for a super long Lost style haul. Um what we talk about christian bale we talked about christian bale i talked about christian bale i'm not trying to diss the dude either you know just i would you know i don't need him in star wars cool that he was offered the opportunity sad he got turned down i'm not butthurt about it yeah i i really don't care to have him in star wars it may be i mean like if he's if he's already sort of been in the the mix as a possibility it could be you know just a matter of time until they right. f- find something that fits him. But, you know, it's it's definitely not like I'm laying in bed awake at night like, oh, shit, I hope they cast Christian Bale. You know what I do hope? I do hope somewhere at Disney there's a list of potential actors that they have desires to want to play Jedi and the list of actors they want to play Sith, like villains, and all these new stories coming out. Yeah, I don't know about that specifically, but I'm sure there's definitely... I don't know if it's like a list on a whiteboard or like in in a special book on Kathleen Kennedy. An Excel Kennedy's. spreadsheet. But I'm sure they definitely have, you know, certain people they would like to work with if the opportunity arises. Who do you think would make a good Jedi? A good Jedi. It's a good question, man. Who would make a good Jedi? Hmm. That's a tough one for me, man. Good Jedi. Yeah. Good Jedi. See, like, part of me kind of just likes when they go for the unknown people or the lesser known people. Right. Like, like how well that worked out with Ray and, right. you know, Jen Urso. And, like, although, like, she was in a fairly high profile Oscar winning movie before Star Wars, but. You know, before that, it's it's not like um, Felicity Jones was Meryl Streep level 
recognition or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I personally like when they they go more unknown and find really good unknown talent. And then I'm like, wow, that person was awesome. Ray is awesome. That worked out so well with Ray and stuff. So I think really that's the route. Do you have someone in your mind that you're like, they'd make a kick-ass Jedi? Um, <clears throat> I thought I did, but now that you've said that, I don't necessarily. Well, no, I mean, uh, you thought you did. So who, there was somebody in your mind, Grapes, that you were like, oh, I, yeah. I, I thought the kid that does Daredevil might make a cool Jedi. Like, I think he's got it to play a Jedi. I, okay, so I might be fabricating this from enhanced memories, but I believe he might have even been up for a role in Han Solo at some point. Really? Charlie Cox? Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think he's another actor that sort of came out and said that he was up for so. I don't necessarily think it was for the Han Solo role, um, but it could be. Yeah, he, he auditioned for a Star Wars movie. And it was the Han Solo film. Um, and apparently he couldn't really end up doing it because of his Daredevil schedule. Um, I could Is see it Carl him. Urban? Carl Urban could make a cool Jedi. From Lord of the Rings? Isn't he... Uh, isn't yeah, he Dr. Bones? McCoy. Yeah, he's yeah. Bones in Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. He was a villain in one of the Bourne movies, I think. He... um. That might be a little too much uh, Trek Wars crossover for me, even though I do like him. And he's probably, to be honest, my favorite part of the new Star Trek movies, Star Trek movies. I really yeah. like his his version of Boons. Um, yeah, I could kind of see him. could kind of see him. <clears throat> um, what about a Seth? Who do you, or not, I mean, not all the good roles are just Jedi and Seth. Who could you be, see being a good... Star Wars villain. Star since you, Wars since villain. you started this game here. Since we've started this game, yeah. Uh, oh shit, you put me on the spot. Mm. God, I don't know. What do you think? You got a good villain? Yeah, uh, we sort of we sort of did something similar on Rogue One this week, which is kind of funny that you started this game, but where we were talking, <laughs> Rogue uh, Johnny was like asking me actors like from shows and and movies and stuff and asking me if I'd like to see them in Star Wars and then he got on this lost kick. I think Terry O'Quinn who plays Locke could play a really good villain in a Star Wars movie. That was my oh, answer yeah. then and that's my answer. Oh yeah. Now. Oh yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> Very true. Um the yeah. uh the guy that's the villain in uh oh shit. With the uh, the fist, the Iron Fist, who's that guy? The British guy. Oh, he's also in Lord of the Rings, right? He was Boromir, right? Not Bo not Boromir. He might have been in. It. He was Aomir. Okay, you sure about that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on, uh, Vamp. Boromir's Boromir's brother, Faramir. Sorry, he was Faramir. Okay. Okay. You know what all I'm talking these, about? All these Aramirs and Aragorns and Arathorns and stuff. We were talking about Carl Urban, who is Aomir, but 
now we're talking about Faramir, who's the brother of Boromir. And he was the villain in uh, Iron Fist? Iron Fist, yeah. Okay. I'm trying he to make, look he him make, up. He's a good villain. Like, he was creepy. Uh, you know who... Uh, well, there is a there's a um, Star Wars connection in Iron Fist. Um, is there? Jessica, Jessica Henwick, who played Colleen Wing. Yeah. Um, she was Jessica Pava in The Force Awakens. She was the lady uh, X-Wing pilot. Oh, okay. She'd be good. Well, she's she's already in Star Wars. Sorry, yeah. David Wynnum. Fair no, he was Faramir. That's he what I known, said. Faramir. Oh, I thought you said Aomir. No, we were talking about Aomir. It was Carl Urban? I see. I see. Er, earlier, and I might have said Aomir, but he's Faramir. <clears throat> right on, Faramir. Faramir, Boromir, Aramir, Aragorn, Arathorn. Come, come on, guys. Cut me some slack here. <laughs> Need some variants. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I could see him. He was a pretty good villain in Iron Fist, probably, to be honest. One of the uh, one of the stronger points in the Iron Fist show. Uh, I mean, Danny Rand is the weakest part of that he, show. Like, the rest uh, of parts of it are trying. I like Colleen Wing, to me. She's the best part. Uh, and then shortly below that, that guy, that guy that played whatever the fuck Amir, <laughs> whatever the fuck Amir. <laughs> All right. You think you're so funny. I can't be from time, from time to time, <laughs> from time to time. I know I've made you bust a gut every now and then once or twice from time to time, from time to time. All right. So, uh, what we got going on this week? Not a whole lot else guys. Uh, the the last Jedi officially is the highest uh, grossing movie domestically for 2017. N- honestly, no surprise there. If you're surprised by that and you fell into the trap of being like it's doomed, then uh, you need to calm down a little bit. Take a chill pill. Do people still say that? Take a chill pill. I think that died in the 90s. <sighs> it's all good things, did. Uh, not really. I don't know what I'm doing tonight, man. It's been a long day at work. And I, and then before we started recording, I was like, what the fuck are we going to talk about tonight? I know what. <laughs> We're going to talk about Lord of the Rings names that all sound the same. <laughs> Fartamir and whatever the hell. <laughs> Fartamir, Legamir, Balamir, Dickamir, Guchamir, Taintamir. It was a big family to be fair taint amir begat <laughs> balls amir begat dick amir begat <laughs> um yeah so right now it's sitting at i believe like 1.108 billion so 1 billion 108 million the dollars. last jedi yeah yeah and as far as i know it still hasn't opened in china china has in no way been like a um you know astronomical source of income for the overall box office, but it will boost it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, at the, when it's all said and done, it'll probably, you know, end up grossing more than, um, let me look at my notes, my handy dandy notes. It'll probably end up grossing more than both beauty and the beast and, uh, 
Fate of the Furious. It, it only has about 135 million, 160-something million, really, to go to beat both of those. So I think that's probably well within its abilities at this point. Do you know anything about the differences in the cinema audiences? What do you mean? Like, what kind of movies other countries prefer versus what kind of movies the U.S. prefers? Like, how some of these movies do better foreign than they do domestically. Um, and that's why they get produced, i.e. Transformers. Yeah, you know, you know honestly, I don't, I don't know why it is. I think it's just cultural differences. Like, It's not like I know and I'm quizzing you. I, I was just wondering if you knew at all. I, I honestly don't know why. Because when we looked at the numbers last week, it was crazy. Like, Fate of the Furious made two hundred and something million in the United States, or or something, and then the rest of its haul was made internationally. Like, I think those movies are another, or a movie that is huge in China, and I don't know why it is. You know, I'm sure someone that with a, a lot more cultural information on China could tell me why it is that Star Wars aren't as popular there as they are in other places. And I was just curious if people in the rest of the world go to the movies like we go to the movies. They definitely do in China. There's, I can't remember the name of the movie, but there's another movie that made a ton of money this, this year or something. I think it may have broke a billion and like 800 million or something of that was from China. It was a Chinese produced movie. Like China's a big market. And that's why like you see, um, like Marvel, uh, I think it was in Iron Man 3. There's scenes that were shot in Hong Kong in that movie. If you remember, there's like a a brief sort of Hong Kong segment in that movie, I believe. But yeah. That, that segment is longer in the Chinese version. Oh. Like, they, like movie companies have started like, uh, you know, adding things and stuff to their movies so they uh, perform better in China because it's such a... Uh, and like an emerging film audience audience you know source of income whatever but i also saw that that's kind of dying down i don't know i'm no industry insider and once you get into too much quick maths everyday man's on the block smoke trees i get <laughs> way confused like once the maths gets brought into Ugh. it i am uh, like i don't have a brain for math like and it frustrates Jesse so bad, I think, that she's like, <laughs> you seem so smart. But when math gets involved, like, it's literally like you fr you fried a, a section of your brain. <laughs> and, like, the only time, like, there's been very few times in mine and Jesse's relationship where I saw visible disappointment in her eyes. <laughs> very, very few times where she was like, oh, wow, really? Uh, no. she's so understanding and so caring but the time i told her and this wasn't that long ago that and this oh, is a true no. story i almost got held back or not held back i had to go through summer school after third grade because oh I was, come on i'm serious this is not a joke i had to go to summer school because i was terrible kids have to go to summer school that's why it exists yeah but jesse is like that a like straight a she used to cry when she got a B. Excellent, smart student. Me, I'm like, but I can't figure out two plus two. <laughs> it was it was more like multiplication tables were like my kryptonite, son. Oh like, no, I son! Was, I was terrible. That's why I had to go to summer school. And I told her that, and she looked at me like, "Really? You, are you kidding? 
I was like, no, I had to go to summer school. And she's like, mm, you just got less attractive. Oh, Didn't she you? did not say that. She, no, she didn't say it. I could see it in her eyes. You saw the disappointment. You should see what I'm seeing in her eyes right now. It's way worse. Like fire and brimstone. If I, if I if I had like a an AI program to read what someone's eyes was saying, it would say, "I'm gonna fucking kill you when you get <laughs> done recording. You shut up." That's exactly what she's gonna say. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to do some emails and and call this one a night? Not a very long one this week, guys. Yeah. Um. Well, there's only. There's only one way to do that, and that's with a little damn-ass song. Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Giddy! Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Surian stud! He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty, cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, Lou Herb, cockhead, Hansberger, cockhead, Will Wynn. Cockade, Goose Paint, Cockade, G Money, Cockade, King Tom, Cockade, Joe, Cockade, Key and D, Cockade, Cockade. All right, let's see who we got up first this week. We got some some backlogged emails. We're going to get through those tonight and get all caught up for you wonderful people. Uh, first up. We've got our buddy Toby, our buddy Toby. Here he goes. So after be- <coughs> excuse me. So after being proved so utterly wrong about so many things, I believe to be shown in the Last Jedi, my confidence in regards to theorizing upcoming events was broken. So here's my Anakin theory for Episode Nine. Silly smiley face. The version of events that caused Ben to destroy the temple reinforces Obi-Wan's advice to Luke about the truth depending upon a point of view. The one constant in each view is that Ben does not kill Luke. Why? He has no issue with the killing of his fellow students and apparently gave these students a choice to either go with him or die. So clearly, Ben was at a point of no return. So why not kill Luke? When Luke discusses it with Rey, he states that Ben left him for dead. Now, I think we can all agree that Ben would have felt Luke's passing into the Force. So I surmise that Anakin appeared and in what would be a nice reversal, saved Luke somehow by causing Ben to leave before he could finish the job. I also find the map to Luke being found by Lor Santeca, who just so happens to be within a one-day on-foot travel radius from Rey while overseeing the Church of the Force to have some sort of intervention via Anakin. His line to Poe while giving the map could be the line Anakin said to him when he acquired it. Without the Jedi there can be no balance. Who better to say than the force who better to say that than the force conceived chosen one who brought balance for a time. Anyway, thanks for taking my headcanon into the finest Star Wars podcast. Sorry, Johnny. Second isn't bad. Your coal miner buddy, Toby. Does that mean that if Toby had a daughter she'd be a coal miner's daughter? It would be careful in that coal mine, Toby. 
wear your yeah, red And I guarantee right? this would not be the first time he will have heard that. I'm sure. He's probably like, oh, oh never mind, fucking favorite Star Wars podcast. Paul <laughs> Miner's daughter joke, I'm fucking out. Har, har, har. Oh, I don't like that. <clears throat> so, um, this is the thing. I think Kylo probably did leave Luke for dead. Thinking that, I like, I believe Luke said he must have thought that I was dead. Like, like, yeah, at one point, maybe, maybe Kylo did just think he had killed him. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, yeah, you would think that Kylo would have felt him in the Force, but to be honest, the Force kind of works however the story needs it to a lot of times in Star Wars. Like, just to be honest, you know, like. And not that that's a bad thing, unless, you know, it becomes a little too silly. The thing I would say is, like, if you wanted an explanation as to why he didn't hear it, it's like he's in such a rage and a frenzy after waking up and thinking that Luke is about to kill him that he doesn't take time to reach out and feel Luke's death, right? And I would personally be really stoked to see Ghost Anakin. I just don't know... Like, I, I don't know how it really fits well into the story now. Like, if we were going to see Ghost Anakin, Ghost Obi-Wan, I kind of feel like you would have seen them in 8. Um, because at this point, if a Force ghost shows up, they're going to communicate with Rey in all likelihood, right? Maybe Kylo, because Luke does say, see you around, kid. Um, yeah. And the only one of those Force ghosts that has any connection to Rey at this point... Well, you know what? Yoda showed up and talked to Ezra, and it's not like he... But he wasn't a ghost yet. Sorry. Just thinking out loud. Um, um, Luke, Luke is who she has the, the the connection to. I don't see... Like, if Luke shows up as a Force ghost, she's like, Oh, what's up, Master Luke, Force ghost? You gonna be Anakin nice to shows up. She's like, Who the fuck are you? Who are you, handsome? With your long, flowing hair and scar. And I also kind of wonder if it's, I like, I hate thinking about it this way, but I, I wonder if their hesitancy or not considering doing that is sort of like not wanting to acknowledge the prequels, even though they've done, you know, by now several nods to the prequels in the three movies we've gotten so far, right. but Hayden Christensen showing up as Anakin, even though I'd fucking love it. You know, it's That's the ballsiest way. move ever. What's that? Make make a Clone Wars movie with uh, Hayden Christensen and uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. That'd be cool. I, I kind of feel like, though, I got my Clone Wars with the series, you know? I mean, that's fine, but that's the only chance you'll ever get to see them together again. Yeah. If they did a Clone Wars movie. Maybe they'll do like a a play on the last Jedi or a play on return of the Jedi. I mean, and at the end of, uh, whatever episode nine is Ray will look out and see force ghost, Yoda force ghost, Luke force ghost, Anakin, Anakin and force ghost, Obi-Wan. And then oh, in episode, cool. in episode 12, whoever the new, uh, Jedi taking up the mantle is, will look out and see force ghost, Ray force ghost, Yoda force ghost, Luke force ghost, Anakin force ghost, Obi-Wan. And the group will just get bigger and bigger. It's like, uh, it's a funeral. No, it doesn't happen only when they die, but that's when they were all there, right? When Darth Vader died. 
Well, no, they were there at the Ewok party. They were there having the Ewok a Ewok party. Like Luke's like watching Lando clap, having a good old time, and he looks out in the distance, and who does he see? Um, and you know, I kind of feel like Yoda scene in uh, the Last Jedi was a nice send off for Force Ghost Yoda. Dude, I love it. I love it too, but like, I I don't know that. I think that's it for Force Ghost Yoda. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I say that, but then it would be really fucking cool to see Ray communicating with Force Ghost Yoda. It's I'm so torn. Like from a story standpoint, I can see why you would only need Luke as a Force Ghost to talk to Ray, right? Yeah. Because she's the only one she has connect. He has she has a connection with. But it could also be a really powerful moment for like the fucking Star Jedi Yoda to show up and teach her a thing or two or give her a couple of bits of wisdom i don't know as uh jesse's favorite 90s recording artist of all time natalie imbruglia says i'm torn (laughs) nothing's right i'm torn all right next up we have our buddy will will yum uh, he says, hey, Halls and Will, I have to say, I was not expecting the amount of backlash generated about The Last Jedi. It seems as though much of the recent Star Wars podcast discussions are focused on the negative outlooks this movie had on general audience, as well as some Star Wars fan fans. I absolutely love this movie, and I really believe that every discussion down to the humor was, every decision down to the humor was done amazingly. I can't sit here and say that my outlook on the film is not biased because, surprise, I love Star Wars and the fact will always have an effect on my opinions. I really appreciate the message you guys send out about just being decent and not spreading vile hatred just to try and make a point. That is one reason I love listening to your show. Only you can control how you feel about a fictional movie. Creating decisive dialogue seems petty and ridiculous. So, you know, on that point, buddy, like, I agree, like, there's no reason to argue, like, and, and, and seek out arguments. Like, if someone, you know, I, I just have chosen not to engage with it because I really like it and I just really like enjoying this time when there's a, like, a crazy fresh new Star Wars movie that I really enjoy. I um, totally relate to just not being not being prepared for the some of the backlash yeah. it got. Oh, like, me I was, too. I was not prepared for that. I didn't think that was going to happen. You know what's funny did. is, and it the fun, it didn't surprise me that it did. Once it did, I was like, oh, okay, well, everybody's going to have their opinion. The weird thing I've seen a couple times is people be like, "Whoa, this backlash is way worse than the prequels." Buddy, I don't think it is. I I Are remember you telling that. me this is Jar Jar level backlash. Get the fuck out of here. No, I I don't, I don't think it is. But you know, I, I think it's the closest. Man, I don't even know that it's the closest. We who knows what the fuck ever, right? Um, yeah, but I also understand wanting to discuss. Like it's it's fascinating to see. Well, that's what they think. It's given us a whole new direction to go. So there's a whole lot to discuss now. Like there's oh, a whole yeah. lot of things that could happen and things that can do. You know, it's a wide new world. Well, what I'm saying is, I think it's fascinating to discuss or listen to discussions about the backlash. Now, yeah. like at some point, I'm done hearing about it. Like, yes, I know that there's a segment of people that don't or that really don't like the movie. That's fine. I don't hold it against them. I'm just not going to seek out arguments. And to be honest, I haven't had a lot of people sort of come at me 
on Twitter and be like, besides within the first weekend when I got a couple of weird like people coming at me being like, Disney shill, keep sucking Disney's dick. <laughs> and like, if I was going to suck Disney's uh, dick, is that Bob Iger? Do I got to suck Bob Iger's dick? Is look, it Mickey man, Mouse? If I'm, is it I, Donald tell you Duck? Because just... he ain't got pants on. It'd be pretty easy to find. And he'll be like, no, oh. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Is it Scrooge McDuck? Well, just tell him, point me in the direction, and I'll fucking. <clears throat> um, Look, if I was at Disney Shell, I'd be getting paid. I would right. be getting paid. But like Disney I'm saying, does not like, pay us a dime. <laughs> like I've seen people, and and that's fine. Like if if you know you do want to engage and and discuss it with people, it's just like personally, I'm just soaking in it, hoping. Hoping I get to go swing by and see it again for the sex sixth time tomorrow. The sixth time. Gonna go it's have sex. Time. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have sex with Last Jedi, Bob Iger. <laughs> get, get, <laughs> for money. Get, 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 <laughs> get spit roasted by Bob Iger and Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Duck will get you a towel afterwards. <laughs> I uh, th- so that's just the first part of his email. I would not begin this message that way. Um, that I did not without having a small gripe of my own. I have missed my Star Wars pot- politics. One reason that I continue to love Star Wars is the political struggles that take place and the dynamic story building that it creates for the galaxy far, far away. The prequels took this to a new level and were a huge reason that I love them so much. Other than the epic duel between Kenobi and Anakin. I feel like I have missed this in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. This is not a knock on the movie because I absolutely love them both and will watch them very frequently for the rest of my life. But I have always loved the political aspects of Star Wars. The trade blockades, the chess-like movements of the political leaders in each faction that sets up the epic battles that are Star Wars. Again, I love these movies and the direction that this trilogy is going, but maybe Nine will inject a little galactic politics for us political nerds. Thanks for listening to my rambles. Love the show. And as always, may the force be with you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for writing in. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't know that I want it on a prequel level. Uh, if you really dig that, that's awesome. Um, but I would enjoy a little more than we've got now, which is not much at all. Well, in The Force Awakens, they annihilate any political anything the entire system right 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 so but in 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 the last jedi you get political you get a lot of really political stuff about the first order honestly honestly the struggle Uh, between hux and ren and you know you know kylo's ascension to power that's political like yeah i still feel like that's um sort of the base level i want a little more well i think they would maybe have a better chance or a better opportunity in the next one if the first order is like in complete control of the galaxy empire style then we could see a little more inner workings of that but i think it's also on small scale because you got political intrigue with the whole holdo um poe dameron tangle Right now, and the part about killing people that jump ship, like that's all very political. What? Um, oh fuck! I forgot what I was gonna say, y'all. Woo-woo. I'm sorry. Mm, 
Uh, no, it's not your fault. I just totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, I was basically saying that the political intrigue in The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens is on the micro, not the macro. Yeah, yeah, I, and I get that. I, I, yeah. I wonder, uh, William, buddy, have you read Bloodline, the book that takes place about, I think, five or six years before The Force Awakens? Really? I don't believe so. Well, I'm talking to... I, I kind of figured you oh. didn't. I was talking more to William that wrote in. It the gets writer. Confusing. I'm sorry. William. I'm sorry. Um, if you haven't, buddy, you should check that out because it does get into the pol politics of like the, the Republic, the New Republic or whatever. So you should check that out. It, and it's a fascinating read. It's probably my favorite, still to this day, my favorite of the new books in canon. <clears throat> All right, next up, we got our buddy Kylo Reb, the only Ole Miss fan on like. Congrats on that Egg Bowl this year, buddy. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Do you know how hard that was for me? Like that was my, hard for you to say. My, my, my jaw started seizing up and shit. Hey, boys. Really enjoying your reactions and discussions of The Last Jedi. I'm glad we have our podcast friends these days to dissect these new movies instead of just being stuck listening to the noisy haters who don't want to take the time to think deeply about the movies. On that note, the more I think about it, the more I love Ryan's choices with Luke. Naturally, every Star Wars fan wanted Luke to walk out physically and ignite a saber in wreck shop. But I'm thinking now that it would have been a mistake. First of all, either he would kill Kylo, which I do not think he wants to do, or Kylo would have succeeded in killing Luke in his rage. That's not a great outcome either. I would have been really unhappy to see Luke die on Kylo's blade. I think a lot of people were really excited to see Luke walk out on that plane, but then felt betrayed to learn it was a trick. I just think that's that it's so much more badass. As far as the Rebellion knows, it was actually him. They don't stick around to see him vanish. Those kids at the end certainly seem to have heard the story as if he had actually been there. Plus, he gets to push Kylo's buttons a, li a little, which is incredibly satisfying. The way Ryan does it gives Luke a glorious death staring off into the sunset and embracing the new adventures ahead of him. It also inspires the remaining rebels to keep fighting just like Kenobi's death in, inspired Luke all those years ago. I think it's time and I think in time it will be appreciated as a wonderful choice and as Yoda says in Rebels, it's how we choose to win that matters. Keep farming that moisture. Keep farming that moisture, fellas. Thanks, buddy. Oh man. That was a good email. It was a good email. And I, I got to say, I love Luke tweaking, tweaking Kylo in that last fight. Did you come here to forgive me? To save my soul? No. Ah, oh, I love that part. Oh, my God. See you around, kid. Winking at C-3PO. The Luke and Leia scene. Mm. It was... Mwah. Mwah. <clears throat> Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying it was a farewell. Like, it, it was a farewell. It was his send-off. That was, his, you know, he came to the island to die. And he figured out what he had to do. And and, like, and then he, and he died. I get it. Like, I didn't want Luke to die, but not because I didn't think it was a good choice from the for the story. It's just I didn't want Luke to die. Like, I... I don't, I don't want Luke to die. He's my dude. Like, it's like, no, Luke, there's so much Star Wars we could see with you. 
But, you know, we'll see him in episode nine. I hope. Like, they... I don't know why I think because episode eight shook me so much with all the the twists and turns that they took unexpectedly. But, like, they got to bring him back as a Force Ghost in nine, right? If he's not a Force Ghost in nine, I'll be disappointed. Um, because I'm afraid that if he's going to be a Force Ghost in any of them, it needs to be nine. Yeah. You know. I agree. All right, next up we got our buddy Fernando. Don't call my name. Don't call my name. Fernando. I'm sure he's never heard that one either. It's it's not that's not even really the Lady Gaga song. It's Alejandro. Yep. Good evening, Halls and Will. You, why you gotta point this out? Why you you <laughs> you are up my ass and around the corner tonight. I am not. I am not. I'm just playing. I'm just playfully <laughs> bantering. Good evening, Halls and Will. Happy New Year. I hope this year brings you and your family health and prosperity. And may this dynamic duo of podcasters reach new levels and listeners in the new year. Well, thanks, buddy. Happy New Year to you. If you get this email on time, it will be January 5th, and I'll still be here in Italy. It was so cool listening to episode 130 before everyone was, was awake due to the six-hour time difference. Now, quickly to my headcanon. I had a crazy episode 9 dream. I dreamt that I saw a sneak peek of episode 9. Kylo was visited by Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden, and Anakin told him that, this isn't the way, Ben. And Kylo yelled, leave me alone, and swung his laser sword, see what I did there, at him. And Anakin said, as you with, but your path is one of destruction. And he vanished. Then Luke appeared and told him, I told you this would happen. There was more details where this all occurred, but don't want to make this email too long. Howls and Will, how cool would that be? Have you ever dreamt or thought of anything you wanted to see in Star Wars? Your buddy, Fernando. P.S. You guys need to find a way to visit New York City. I don't mind being your tour guide. You have a lot of buddies up here. Emily, Mike, etc., Grace us New Yorkers with your presence. Now, buddy, I'd love to sometime. Yeah, New York would be great. Um, you know, I gotta say, I don't know necessarily in that exact way, but it kind of would be neat to see Anakin show up and talk to Kylo because of how much Kylo seemingly idolizes Vader, you know? Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And that's two people now that want to see Anakin in episode nine. That's interesting. I, you know, that's definitely. I would love it, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset. I, I wouldn't be. You know, I'd be cool. Um, and and it could be kind of cool to see him showing up and trying to talk some sense into Kylo. Like, look, you're following and idolizing the wrong version of me, dude. Get your shit together. Uh. You know what's fucked up? Okay, so I I did have I used to have anxiety dreams about the Force Awakens in like the two years leading up to it. Every now and then I'd have a dream where like I went to see the movie and I hated it or something like that. And I vividly remember telling Jesse like this is this is the kind of wonderful just woke up morning talk Jesse gets. So be jealous. I remember waking up and being like I had a messed up dream about the new Star Wars movie. And, like, the only thing I remembered from it was, like, being in the car, leaving the theater, and bitching about about it, going, Luke was barely in the movie, and he didn't even use a lightsaber. Yeah. And, like, Luke was barely in The Force Awakens and didn't even use a lightsaber. Right. But it was awesome. Right. 
So I don't know, man. But I, I, they, I remember being a little more specific about something they did with Luke, too. But that's really the only kind of dream I've ever had about, oh, they did this in Star Wars or something like that that I can really remember. You ever have Star Wars dreams? Never had one. I'll work on it. You'll work on it? What you going to do? Some vivid dreaming or some shit? Yeah, yeah. You can do lucid directed dreaming. Oh, really? You going to astral project into Star Wars? Yeah, absolutely. Shit. You're going to have to send me like a YouTube video tutorial on that. <clears throat> I, I will. <laughs> keep it keep, keep a dream journal. <clears throat> can you dream, can you dream journal? All right, we got a voicemail from our buddy, Jonathan. Hey, Haas and Will. I'd like to talk for a second about Supreme Leader Snoke. Um, there's a lot of parallels between Snoke and, and Palpatine. If you look back at the original trilogy, in A New Hope, the Emperor is just briefly mentioned in the conference room. Um, and then in The Empire Strikes Back, he's a hologram. And then in Return of the Jedi, he's on the Death Star and he's in the flesh. So that's what we know about Palpatine. And his backstory was really a mystery. He was just the evil emperor. Um, didn't really put a lot of emphasis on his story and what his deal was. If you look at Snoke, I mean, The Force Awakens, he was a hologram the entire time. And then now in The Last Jedi, he was there in the flesh in his throne room on his capital ship. So we don't know a lot about Snoke, and now he's dead. So I'm just wondering what you guys think of how long before we're going to get a backstory on Snoke, either through novels or comics. I mean, if you look at the old trilogy, we didn't know jack shit about Palpatine until, you know, after the fact. So I'm wondering, is Snoke even interesting enough to, to revisit him later down the road in a movie or a comic or a book? I don't think he would warrant a movie. I just don't think he's that pivotal uh, in Kylo Ren's falling to the dark side. I uh, just want to see what you guys think. All right, keep up the great podcasting, and may the Force be with you. Yeah. I mean, he's got some really good points and, uh, you know, points that you're definitely seeing raised a lot lately about, like, there's probably, I mean, mm, and now I wouldn't say there's more Snoke than there is in the, than Emperor is in the original trilogy, but it's probably not too far off. Um, as far as when we'll see his backstory play out in some way, I imagine sometime i don't think we'll have to wait as long as we did to get backstory on palpatine if i had to guess it'll be sometime after episode nine and the reason i say that is because <clears throat> you know there's still things that could maybe be revealed about snoke's influence or his time with kylo and things and they wouldn't want to step on the toes of episode nine necessarily but i bet you want once episode nine is out then it's sort of a an open book to explain Snoke more. Um, and I don't see like, like Jonathan said, I don't really see them doing like a movie about Snoke that I got a gut feeling. It comes in a book. Yeah. A book. It could be a book. Snoke I, book. I'd probably in, uh, prefer a book to the, to a comic just because you could go a little more in depth. Um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll even get, <clears throat> If we ever get a uh, animated show or something set in between 
Return of the Jedi and, and The Force Awakens. Maybe we could get some Snoke bits in there. Because people know who Snoke is. Like, Leia well, and Han know who Snoke <clears throat> is. So it's not like... If Kylo Ren takes an apprentice, you may hear some about Snoke. Right, right. And you could even... You know, I, I still think that there's things we could learn about Snoke's corruption or influence over Kylo in episode nine without Snoke being alive. So that's why I think they'd end up waiting, you know, until episodes nine is out of the way. So they don't step on any toes or, you know, contradict anything that's coming, um, in that. Um, all right. Last email of the night. It's our buddy, Brad H. Hey guys, I just wanted to discuss fandom this week. And what it means to be a Star Wars fan. I've seen people on both sides of liking it or not just be nonsensical about the whole damn issue. Frankly, it makes me sick. So much so that simple conversations about key points in the film turn into vitriolic arguments about one's perception, about how one, why one's perception holds more weight than another, and how the other person's is shit. I've seen people that I really respect in the community turn into obnoxious pricks. This is. Ex- Absolutely unacceptable, and one of the reasons why I enjoy your podcast the most. Intelligible, unintelligible, no, intelligible conversation. Intelligible, the, yeah. How I'm reading this email is damn near unintelligible. Intelligible conversation and discussion. In business and in any other successful operation for that matter, one of the most important aspects of developing a good team is the ability to disregard, quote-unquote, Groupthink. That is, having the same thoughts which cause an inferior product. This is the same in fandom and the only thing that truly creates synergy and intriguing discussion. If you, Will, myself, etc. are sitting around a table discussing the film, my retort or disagreement wouldn't be laced with sarcasm. I wouldn't be a dick because your perception differs from mine. So I'm really confused why some people, even podcasters, not you guys, you guys are awesome, feel this need to elevate their perception and takeaways while simultaneously making others feel like shit about theirs. It's the only way you can make a point, then maybe sitting in pensive thought should be the most viable option. (coughs) You aren't part of the resistance. You don't believe in diversity, nor do you want it. You want people to come away with the same thoughts as you because you are insecure about yourself or your ideas and in anyone else challenging those ideas. And that shit exemplifies the empire and the first order. To that end, I'll leave you with one of my all-time favorite quotes from Anton St. Martin. St. Martin. Somebody with a really fancy name and a nice quote. We are supposed to be, we aren't, we are not, supposed to be all the same feel the same think the same and believe the same the key to continued expansion of our universe lies in diversity not in conformity and coercion conventionality is the death of creation respectfully brad h yeah you know i i definitely get what brad's saying and like you know i i i understand if someone comes at you being a dick then yeah, you're going to want to be a dick back to them. But if you're just being a, a holier-than-now-I'm-smarter-than-you kind of dickhead, that's really annoying, and that's shitty. Like, and you, sh- and you shouldn't do that. And, um, you know, there's definitely plenty of room for respectful, you know, level-headed discussion. And uh, trust me, I'm someone like, 
who loves to defend Star Wars, man. You know, someone make a prequel joke at me. I'll be like, oh, man, I like them for this, this, and this. But not, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you're a fucking dick. Like, I have plenty of friends. Um, you know, Well, I wouldn't say plenty. I have a small handful of friends who have talked to me after seeing the movie. And they're like, yeah, I didn't really dig it. And that's fine. I'm like, you, you fucking idiot. What? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, and I think that's more what Brad's talking about is just, you know, people that... Yeah take the defense of Star Wars too too far or the tearing down of Star Wars too far like and this is this is the, the thing. people that are incensed the people that just can't understand or you know deal with another person that doesn't believe the way that they do I mean it's just well see this is the thing. from my personal standpoint from my point of view I like Having seen the movie five times, I don't understand it when people hate it so much, you know? But I'm not going to, you know, turn that around on them and be like, well, you're stupid. Um, but, you know, like I said, I know friends. I have friends I talk to quite a bit that are like, yeah, it really wasn't for me. And that's fine. That uh, sucks. Uh, I mean, it just... <laughs> I, I understand. Like, I totally get it, but it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I, I mean, look, I want, I would love for it to have come out and everybody feel the way I do about it because that would have been really good for Star Wars. It'd be doing really well. At the, I mean, not that it's not. It'd be doing even better than it already is at the box office. And that would just ensure more Star Wars of that type where it takes, takes risks and makes changes and does crazy unexpected stuff. Right. Um, but, you know. The thing is, is there's there's going to be this after every Star Wars movie, you know. It now may there not, is, yeah. I mean it it has been since since the prequels, probably since back in the original trilogy. I wasn't around to to hear that discord. Now that you've got like uh, after every single Star Wars, there's some asshole that's like, oh, this is the Star Wars that made me not like Star Wars. You hear that after every single every movie. time, and you know, uh, people forget and this is a good thing like people forget all the hate a star wars movie gets or or that leaves less of an impression at, over time because i've heard people say like i don't remember hearing hate about the force awakens after it came out and i do i remember reading a whole lot of it's a reboot or a rehash of a new hope it sucks because of that uh, yeah. and then you get that same dumb bullshit where it's like oh it's too too girl power why they gotta make everybody girls which is fucking stupid yep and yeah there, there are haters and trolls everywhere there are they exist everywhere and they abound and they're, they're not true fans because true fans would accept everyone regardless of your opinion you know you don't have to have the same opinion as mine this is a fantasy world and you can have just as many opinions about it in every color and variety that you want. And those aren't going to offend me. I don't have to believe what you believe, but that doesn't mean I have to stop you from believing it. You know, believe whatever you want to believe. Have all of the opinions you want and yeah, respect everyone else's. It's shitty if you have to go out of your way to try and ruin someone's good time with a movie. You know, if you've yeah. got to just... And I don't mean, and to me, that's not, say, posting on your Facebook that you didn't like it or posting on your Twitter. But when you directly contact and interact with someone to tell them what the, an idiot they are for liking something, that's fucking lame. You're taking it, you know. 
Well, <clears throat> that's it for tonight, buddy. Thanks for uh, recording a quick one for me. We're with Absolutely. me tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for laying one down with me, buddy. Um, laying, laying down hot podcast tr- tracks. Tracks with Will. Um, guys if you like our theme song be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music they're stoned cobra they're badass you can find them on itunes spotify and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com we got two new t-shirts or mugs or two new designs we'll say on our t public store tpublic.com slash user slash blue harvest podcast Write us some reviews while you got the chance. We guys, thank and by the way, thanks for all the new reviews. That's awesome. You guys are awesome. I Indeed really appreciate must. it. Thank you. If you left a review, thank you so much. And uh, that helps other people that like the same kind of stuff find oh, us. One last little bit of uh, business. Here's a little business encore. So. Over Christmas, we were hanging out at Amanda's and Goose's. A ma- a Goose got a Google Home. Right. For like an Alexa, but a Google. Right. For Christmas, right? Right. And he was messing around with it uh, the uh, day after Christmas, like shortly before we left. And he and I were just fucking around with it. And I said, uh, hey, Google, play Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. And dude, you would have thought I was living in Star Wars, the reaction I had when it actually started playing it. Oh, my God. So then I was like, oh, we got to get one of those things, right? So Jesse and I ordered the echo dot because we're so already bought in and, and integrated with the whole Amazon ecosystem. Right. 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 So it comes in and I'm all excited and I tell it, Alexa play blue harvest podcast. And she's all like, I cannot find blue harvest podcast. Oh, I was so bummed. So, So I did some research and I found that the echo dot, the Amazon devices pull their podcast from a service called tune in it's like a podcast streaming service so if you guys have an echo dot an amazon echo an echo show whatever the fuck and would like to hear our podcast on that uh it's available now i submitted to tune in and we're available so you should be able to get us on those devices um if you have a google home or a google dot or whatever the fuck they're called uh you can get us on there as well because we're on google play and that's how that operates so just thought that was something to let you guys know you got another little option to listen to our goofy damn ass podcast if you feel like it that's odd that amazon does not have a media which to listen to you know they they have shows don't they i mean amazon amazon prime's got shows tv shows yeah yeah, but they they, but have, they don't have something that plays podcasts. They do. They they I guess they're partnered with this TuneIn service, and oh, we just yeah. we weren't on that service yet. So, but we are now. But we are now. I got the email today. So, if you guys want to listen to us on a Amazon device, it's available to you now. Anyway, guys, we'll uh, catch you next week. And until then, this has been this has been Blue Harvest, I believe. Yep, Blue <laughs> Harvest. And I'm Hall Burkhart. <laughs> and I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs>